A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Welcome back to the shift. Hello. I, Oops. <laughs> I came in too fast. No, that's that, you didn't come too fast, Katie. It's fine. <laughs> I always come too fast. <laughs> I was kind of joking there because I usually do that on my own, but yeah, myself and like, Katie finally organized enough to do this while we're together. You have your sexy voice. Is that your sexy voice? That's my sexy voice. <laughs> sexy Katie. <laughs> Katie. Hello, boys. <laughs> that's pretty funny. On this episode, it'll be coming up later, something for you to look forward to. Katie actually does the, a bit of a Irish dirty talk, yep. but don't, won't. we won't give it away. No, nope. it's hot stuff. Get it, ready. It, it's a hot stuff. <laughs> yeah, we won't give away our, uh, we won't give away your dirty talk, Katie. No, no. You know, but it's it's coming. You got to get halfway through to hear it. You got to get half, oh yeah, it's about halfway through the episode. Mm, I think so. So before we introduce the app, you wanted to thank a few people? Yeah, thank you to all the listeners. And there's been a few girls who came out to the show uh, last week. Came out to a show. Came out to a show. And they ended up staying and watching two shows in fairness to them. Great girls. So I want to thank them because that's huge for me. Did you did you get their names? I did, yeah. Um, feck. You wrote it down? There's Maeve. And there was... Uh, Neve. Uh, and Michelle. S- and all Irish names. Sorka, Dervila. And there was Claire, and let me just make sure now. Oh, Jays, they're going to kill Ta- me. Just because I tagged them in a post here. Jesus. Sorry. You're can so we, unprepared. I was trying to do... Can we cut I was, that part out? I was trying to do a big, like, professional beginning to the episode. I know, but it's just because I have her in her. It's Claire. Let's we go. Claire and Ellie. That was the other girl. Claire right? and Ellie. So, so no have, Maeve and no, no... No, there was Maeve as well. Yeah. Oh, so Maeve, Claire and Ellie. Yeah, lovely girl. So Claire, uh, so Claire is the girl who listens to the podcast and she brought out her friends and they were really supportive and it was just really nice. And it made you feel a little famous. It did. And then I got to... Uh, it just it was even like funner chatting to them on stage and then we had a couple of drinks and then we stayed... They stayed for the next show as well. So it was just... Really? And it made me look because it's a small bar show and uh, they were delighted that I'd brought people out. Which so, bar? Old Man Hustle. Oh, it was an Old Man Hustle. Yeah. Right around the corner. Yeah. So then they asked me to do the second show because the girls were there. So the girls actually got me booked on the second show, really. Wow. And we had a great Why didn't you bring time. them all back here afterwards? You're literally one block away. I know. I said that to them, but you were actually out in the Hamptons. Oh. Yeah. They would have loved to have met you. Oh, I was like, wow. Des lives over there and they're like, can we see his house from here? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know how to get in. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, come on. <laughs> you like, come on and we'll go check it out. See if he's. <laughs> this is where he sits. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. They, 
they were great girls though so I'm really grateful for them to even I was like well what happened was because I was on that show but then they forgot I was booked on it because there was a mix mix up and they'd kind of message me saying there was mix up and I go don't worry but then I forgot that those girls were coming out and then they called me and they said there's a bunch of Irish girls here you better be coming down to do the show oh, <laughs> so wow. I got on the next train down yeah oh sweet yeah they just said they just they popped in hot like, property Katie Boyle great oh Jesus I huh, I'd love that life forever <laughs> well that's great we'll keep it going so it actually turns out to be uh kind of like a a random other gig encounter that has led to uh yeah. our guest for this week's episode so after i left those girls i went up to stand up new york and did a gig and afterwards there was an irish girl sitting outside i was introduced to her went had a few drinks with her she had a very open conversation with me about sex and i said oh you'd be great to have in the podcast and talk about the differences from here and home and that was kind of it and that woman was Emma Waldron, yeah. former Miss Ireland, uh, Miss Ireland 2010. Yeah, which she never even told me. I didn't see she was Miss Ireland until I went on. We had talked about everything and that never came up until I went onto her Instagram. And I was you like, just oh. thought she was a human being. I just thought she was a normal person. Just a normal <laughs> human being, a, pe- a peasant <laughs> that likes a bit of dirt. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in- instead, no, it's a former Miss Ireland 2010, yeah. mo- moved to New York and uh, lives here now. And... Uh, so I, I, I was delighted when you said it. I thought it'd be a great guest. You know, we haven't actually had a lot of uh, Irish females. Uh, you know, we've only had you, Joanne McNally. Yeah. And now. And I'll tell you this. I reached out to a bunch of female Irish Insta girls that are living over here, either doing fashion or doing... I all like successful on Instagram with what they're doing and all of them lovely message back and said, no, thank you. I would not like to talk about my sex or day life on a podcast. Is that right? Well, so, I guess because they're not in the, the game, you know, yeah, I mean, you have to be pretty open. But one of them's lovely and she was like, I, I really don't want to do it, but uh, I'll go to your shows and I'll listen to the podcast and she likes all the posts. So that was great. And she's super, <laughs> super into it. She goes, it's just something like, no, my mother die. <laughs> I know. Yeah. A lot of people get that. My so mother I think would for die. Miss Ireland, I know that she was saying, before we did the podcast, she was like, had spoke to her mother and she was like a little nervous doing the podcast. So it was great that she actually did do it. That's right. So it was a great ep. We talk about coming up on this episode. We talk about public displays of affection. Mm-hmm. We talk about, I mean, you know, we revisit the old subject of uh, growing up in Ireland and sort of attitudes towards sex and feeling bad about sex and everything. Uh, also, frequent topic on the podcast, the freedom that comes from, I guess, getting away from that. Yeah. And realizing that it's no big deal and how living in America, you guys kind of identify a lot on that, sort of coming to America and feeling a bit freer, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then we finished on a, oh, we talk about... Nudes. We talk about sending nudes and we also talk about uh, the craziest place we had sex, even though none of us really talked about anything too crazy. Yeah, even in hindsight, I guess mine wasn't that crazy. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I mean, all that stuff is coming up. Just being out of the bedroom is crazy. <laughs> this week's, yeah, just not in the bedroom. All coming up on today's episode of The Shift with Emma Waldron. Happy hump day, Katie. Happy, oh, happy hump day. It's always hump day. I our, for, I our, always our, our podcast always goes up on Wednesday. I forgot, yeah. Wednesday is hump day. Uh, I miss humping. It's a, dump, <laughs> it's a double meaning. <laughs> it gets you through that midweek it's slump. It's been two months. What it am gets I going to do? The, it gets you through the midweek slump <laughs> with a chat about the hump. <laughs> Anyway, we'll talk to you after the episode. Us. But you came over <laughs> came over to Amer- America, like, that was it. Luckily, that was, my, luckily that was how sta- I got it. Luckily, I've just started recording. Okay, great. Perfect. Hopefully you can edit that out. <laughs> I know. Everybody say hello to Emma. <laughs> I'd love if people How's actually going? then said hello how as they're walking down the street, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Emma Waldron, Miss Ireland 2010. 
That's yep. right. But you know, we just have you, we have you on as an Irish person that lives in New York. Right. Yeah, because I must Not that we're dismissing the achievement of no, being no, no, Miss no. Ireland I mean, 2010. Thank you. Which I remember I, I remember I remember all the Miss Irelands. Do you? Well, I can't name them year by year, but just if I you only told me a name, I'd say, "Oh yeah, she was Miss Ireland a few No years way. Ago. Was Roz Persil one? She was the she same year as me. She didn't and win. She did, no, she did. She did Miss Universe, though. So I did oh. Miss World, and she did Miss Universe. She was in with the Trump. Oh. She was yeah. in with the Trump crew. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They all go their own way. She went the health way. Emma went the travel the world way. Yeah. yeah. Start a company way. Which is great. Mad. So I, I met Emma the other night out drinking. Well, I was yeah. after a show. Well, actually, I was planning to go home after a show. And really she convinced me to stay and have a drink. And we got chatting. And that was it. And really living up to the stereotype, aren't you, we? We, you? You were at the comedy club, were you? Uh, yeah, we were. Of the one uptown. Where Stand was up it? New York. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a set oh. there when I came out. There How'd you end up in there? Because my friend Janelle is a comedian as well. So we were floating around town and ended up, what's up a, what's there. Her, what's her second name? Janelle Dennis. Oh, right. Do you know her? Yeah, she's Canadian. She's very funny. But it's really, it's such a small world because a podcast listener had messaged me being like, oh, my friend Emma lives in New York if, and, and she's friends with a comedian. I wonder if you know each other. And I no said, no. Way. And then when I put my Instagram story up of you and I hadn't tagged you in it, she messaged me and she was like, oh, my God. Yeah, Are you serious? Style by Mary. Oh, Mary Quinn. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, she's a big fan <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> Is she? Well, she, she, she sends us a lot of messages. Yeah, she's great. That's so nice. Yeah. That's great. I just followed her back. Yeah, she's a great girl. <laughs> yeah. And so... So we were delighted that you wanted to come on the podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I think it's really an incredible thing that you're doing, talking about this and destigmatizing it and really trying to change it because I think in Ireland, there's such a huge... And I think around the world, like diving right in, guys. Yeah, great. I think there's such a huge taboo around the topic so i think that the more sex. people around sex <laughs> there's a huge taboo <laughs> around sex and um yeah sex in relationships sex out of relationships like i think there's yeah a big change and shift going on right now all over the world but what happened yeah, you guys started great. chatting about it or what yeah well yeah. how do we get on to it actually? well so i guess do you know what? well firstly i didn't even know you were miss ireland just, yeah. I'll actually say this now that when we followed each other on Instagram the next day, I was like, oh, you're Miss Ireland. Oh, from Selbridge. I remember I was dating a guy from Selbridge and he was like, Miss Ireland is from Selbridge. <laughs> that was back when I was 18. Oh, he was flexing me for yeah. him to get attention We were going into the Ozone. He goes, Miss Ireland's here tonight. You were in oh, the Ozone. Really? Yeah. Love anyway. the Ozone. So I didn't were, know were you, were, day. You, were you getting paid? Was it like a paid appearance? At the Ozone? Yeah. No, I don't think I had any paid Because everybody was freaking Ireland. out. They were like, Miss Ireland's here. <laughs> so random. Isn't that mad? So weird to think of myself like that. So I Do guess... You know the way? Because like, you just grow up with yourself, so you are who you are. Do you know what I mean? And sure. I didn't change, and you're just... You're like, oh, that's weird. Like you were saying about, you know, people recognizing you from the podcast. Like, it must be unusual, because you're like, still the same thing. I hug them always. No, she love it. Love she it. loves it. I love it. Still a huge novelty for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yesterday yeah. someone recognized me from the podcast. I waited the whole show to talk to her afterwards oh, and followed so her on Instagram. <laughs> That's so nice. She was it's so good you're so like appreciative of people like listening and, you know, supporting because, you know, without them you don't really have much of a, you know, it's really Katie's important. very yeah. appreciative. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's I really sweet. Them. And then you took photos with the girls the other day at the comedy show. Yeah, they were uptown, great. the one we were at. Yeah, they were lovely. A few girls came out who listened to The Shift and they stayed for two shows and watched oh, me wow. um, chase off a hinge date. So that was brilliant. Oh, yeah. You were telling so, me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you got, what happened? You guys got chat. How did you, yeah. how did you come to, to... To talk about... Well, yeah, and to organize coming on The Shift. Well, I, you started to tell me about how when you came over from Ireland, then you started to work in this place, which I guess you can talk about it now. Yeah, and I yeah. thought that was very interesting because that changed your outlook on sex yeah. and 
you were saying it kind of showed that you didn't know a lot or that you're maybe a bit innocent yeah, but were you definitely. guys connecting before that on the whole like Irish girl coming to America sexual yeah, awakening we were, like, so we were talking yeah. about having like how we've learned how to orgasm I remember a bit about learning how to orgasm and stuff were, were you talking yeah, about that yeah, yeah. Um, about guys we've had sex with over here and how different we are from back home and our New Yorker friends yeah so I think um, yeah when we were talking about the box and I was so the box is a, oh you worked at the box yeah yeah so oh. I was working um, at a tech company during the day and modeling and then I would work at the box at night because I was like if I'm going to be making 20% of something I want it to be a lot of something so it's a bottle service place and it's a it's also a very unique environment and the more I started to uh, work there the more I started to realize that it was really opening me up as a person and as a human as a human being so but I think part of the let me just stop you just for a yeah. sec before the box had right. you already noticed that like your sort of uh, hang-ups or your attitudes to sex were were being challenged just by being in the states alone so I started working there pretty quickly, but before I moved to um, New York, I think I was a product of the Irish environment, which is very much still, I would think, from my experience anyway, um, you know, it has quite a, a strong religious, you know, sentiment to it and, you know, pre-Victorian, like there's so much history of uh, oppression sexually especially for women and there's so many different reasons for that you know back in the time of like Queen Victoria there was this you have to be prudish yes. you know a lady of leisure you can't express emotions you can't express desire um, and then it was the Catholic Church and it's constantly been sex has been used as a method of control throughout Irish society and I think that still exists so you have this um, idea for women where the church controls your position socially and, you know, God forbid, you know, somebody in the town knows that you did something that wasn't quite morally yes. good, you know, I'm doing you inverted commas. You felt, that, you felt <laughs> that grown up, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think that even when I became Miss Ireland, I felt this responsibility to be this good, wholesome. Mm. And I think I was naturally that way. I was brought up that way. Um, and so, yeah, to be this good, when inverted commas again, good here, what does that actually mean? And I think what you guys are doing is trying to destigmatize that and say, like, good can also mean having sexual freedom and having relationships where you are connecting on an intimate level with a human being and, um, you know, exploring that side of yourself. But I think that those conversations were certainly not what we were having. And we discussed this when we with our friends in a school at all. Like there was no part of the education system where they were talking other than about like, you know, anatomically or like, you know, STDs and how to avoid them, and how to recognize them. There was did no you even get that? Did you get we that? We got that. I didn't yeah. get the STDs. Well, you, were, you were in yeah. like, a, what school did you go to? I went to Loretto in Stevens Green. Loretto in Stevens Green did STD? Yeah, yeah. We had a, a bit about yeah. that. What did they say? So I suppose they just went through the different, so I, actually I remember, do you remember those, um, what were they called? The projectors, but they had the, the yeah the overhead projectors. The overhead projectors, <laughs> yeah. So they had those little slides and they had pictures yeah. of like STDs and like herpes and all these things, and we were absolutely mortified and there was gasps and screams. But I remember the one thing that really stuck. Like I remember was this pyramid, 
and it showed you if you have sex with one guy unprotected, you're having sex with all these other people, and it's an enormous number. It's actually terrifying. So yeah, we had quite an open discussion, and we had this. But that's actually not a bit. I because I know that thing about you have sex with one person, you're having sex with everyone he's had sex with, and then everyone they've had, you know. And I mean, that's not a bad fear to put into people about STDs and awareness. I yeah. think that education is unbelievably The nuns must have been. I can't the nuns believe. must have been out of the picture by then. There they? was one nun, Sister Carmel, was still our principal. She was running it. Yeah. I but yeah, you're right. But I guess Did City Centre of Dublin, no. not surprisingly, a little bit on the progressive side. <laughs> right. I yeah, didn't yeah. get any of that. No, 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 no. So, yeah, I, thought, I mean, I think that's definitely good. It's good to be aware of how to, you know, protect yourself. I mean, it is interesting mm. on the Miss Ireland front that you have this kind of on on you know it's all the wholesome the goodness even though it's yeah. like swimsuits and being sexy but at the same time all the sexiness is you don't none of the, oh, it's all sex appeal but it's all sort of under the carpet in terms yeah. of what you're selling so you have to be this wholesome person even though you're basically saying look at me as a sexual object right so i think that Miss World and Miss Universe are quite different. And the Miss World, we didn't even have a bikini oh, you don't do that element anymore? of it in my time, and that was 2010. So I think there there was much more of an emphasis on the rounded human. Yes. Um, so it was, we had sports, we had music, we had like a talent uh, side of things. Um, we had a charity component and all of those things were, um, you, you got a weighting and it all contributed to your final score. Um, and so it was definitely more of the rounded individual yeah. but yeah essentially you're being looked at as you know a, a beautiful maybe so it's somewhere between Miss Universe and the Rosa Tralee yeah exactly it is that's that, exactly that, the perfect that little, that little midpoint yeah between. but yeah. I guess because you feel you're representing Ireland so you have to have this you felt like this like yeah. pure sort of so then when I was terrified of the press like I was just so scared that oh. I was so there was no training the difference and between America uh, if you're going into these things or other countries and Ireland was we had zero training so I had no idea about the media and sure I just like can talk for Ireland you know like I just <laughs> talk and talk and yap and yap and I was so naive and I had no clue about that side of things and so as I started to see different articles being written and sometimes like and in fairness like I was very lucky and most of the press that I worked with their chatted to were so 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 lovely but then you the odd one and you know if people on the phone getting upset about it and it was just a whole world for me that just absolutely terrified me on so many different levels um and so I just felt this pressure even when I was out like just to be like you know this rigid perfect person and yes. especially now it must be even harder with social media and everybody having an opinion and I'm sure with comedians as well like it's just it's really difficult to to kind of be your true authentic self without getting such a, a backlash so I can't I can't imagine yeah but you get now. like a, it's a different focus like when you're this the, the position that you were in versus the position that comedians end up in it, it's similar on some levels but different on another level because mm. you can you can directly respond to you know you, you don't have to try to pretend to be something that you're not when you're a comedian at the end of the right. day you're you, you're being provocative being provocative is kind of part of your job yeah so there's not the same pressure to stay yeah. in lane yeah as yeah. perhaps and you were feeling and i think it, it wasn't even yeah uh, yeah so like i think that was kind of part of who i was at that time too Do you know yeah. i just was this kind of like very good person like i was studying hard and i was never kind of you know, inverted commas, misbehaving or probably boring. <laughs> but like, so then when I moved to America, it just, it was a freedom for me. It was like a liberation because I could come here. I could act how I wanted, make friends with who I wanted, be who I wanted, not worry about anything that anybody else thought. 
And so then that allowed me to really explore multiple aspects of my personality on multiple levels, like sexually, emotionally, you know, educationally, whatever you want to say, like yeah. what I wanted to experience in life. It was such a freedom. Um, and I think then kind of going back to the questions about the box, I remember when I went there first. So it's a vaudeville style club. So there's a lot of nudity. Yeah, but it's more, it's more like, uh, whatchamacallit, burlesque, right? Um, yeah. It's quite burlesque, sexual. Quite, it's very sexual. Um, and they themselves, I suppose, I don't want to be misquoting them because I have Simon Hammerstein on the, the phone to me giving me <laughs> grief. <laughs> but, um, you know, they say that they're a home for the, you know, inverted commas, freaks. And they, mm. they adoringly and lovingly give it that term because back in a time where, you know, in Ireland in 1993, it was illegal like it was just illegal to be gay and it it just became decriminalized and now thank god in 2019 look we've got leo vradker and it's just amazing the like the change that's happened but in new york it was the same way you know it wasn't always safe to to be um gay or trans um so new so the box was that place where all of those people went and felt safe and so when i went there first it was such a culture shock to me and not I don't mean that in a bad way I just mean it was a fab it was the best experience because I got to listen and learn and talk to people of diverse backgrounds of diverse sexualities and genders and it was just beautiful and there was a you know the main act is a transgender 60 year old woman who performs outrageous acts in order and her her purpose of doing that is to break down the bullshit in society so you have this you know bottle service culture here where people are spending ten thousand fifteen thousand dollars on a table and you've got egos and you know money and you know this sense of entitlement in the room and then you have this woman who is performing these absolutely in insanely ludicrous you know intimate acts on a stage and it just it changes that you can feel the energy in the room shifting how did you feel when the first time you saw that that, that first time, because oh I've been there God. once, but I, I know the performance I that you I felt like, oh my God, what am I seeing? Yeah. This is awful. I can't believe someone is doing that. Where am I working? Mm -hmm. And like, I can't, I'm being, you know, morally challenged here. And <laughs> oh, and you know, and then obviously it's a club. So there's like drugs and alcohol and this stuff going on stage. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to go back home. <laughs> if my mother could see me now, you know. That's but funny that it's always the, wood, it's the, the, the worry, like if my mother could see oh, me. Even coming on to this, she's like, well, don't say anything, you know, we don't want to be putting out oh, there oh you told her you're coming on yeah i just had to pre-warn her you know nobody's like, nobody's by really, the way mom nobody's but, uh, really been in any uh nobody said anything too outlandish on the on this podcast Nothing other than katie yeah. <laughs> other than me. i remember i've never been to the box but i remember going to the slipper room for the first time and i was yeah. just like fresh off the plane yeah and i was like what is going on how is this legal that yeah. was my first talk just what was going on in the slipper room just it was just burlesque dancing but i'd never seen that before now i've like i i ended up running a show that had burlesque yeah, in it which is I so love it i now. went from night and day mm -hmm. in, a, in the space of you know a year but yeah, the like, box is pretty full on with the performance well yeah. this was no i started to go at one stage there was a woman putting her finger into another woman's vagina oh, okay and this was all like my first time seeing this and i was like is this like live sex i don't really yeah. understand they were like no it's part of the performance like i guess she was pulling something out or something i can't really remember exactly but i was i was very shocked yeah <laughs> and i suppose people are listening probably going why in the hell would you ever go to somewhere like this but there's but something I don't, I don't the think shows so. do you not think so i i, I think people are i think people secretly are yeah. more up for stuff than mm -hmm. they outwardly put out and i think right. a lot of people that listen to this are quite happy to let that part of themselves certainly in their own private space while the headphones are in 
they allow themselves to think, yeah, actually, that mm. seems pretty interesting. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, like, it did make me question even... It was fri- frightening and shocking because when you haven't seen that ever before, all of a sudden yeah. you're like, am I turned on? Um, do I like women? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen this much. Like, there was tassels <laughs> and boobs. And, and it was just and like... You have tassels, very sh- because you're if you've never been explored to it... Yeah, she bought me tassels as a present. <laughs> but when you've never been... Ex- when you've never seen it before, you're like, what am I feeling? What is this? Yeah. It was a huge sort of... It was, yeah, so... I can't even imagine working there but you know what's so interesting about what you're saying and it's what's happening a lot in Ireland and America we're so desperate to label people and label things it's like I am this sexuality I'm this gender I am this thing and it's so that we can kind of understand it but I feel like once you kind of you know you the phrase once you label me you negate me but I think that we as like sexual beings aren't really we can't really put ourselves into a box and I think that sometimes that, yeah, maybe you did like that experience. No, I already know I like now seeing, like I have never done it, but I do like when ladies touch each other. The most popular <laughs> porn fluid. section for women is, is lesbian, lesbian porn. porn. Yeah. But so there's a new um, app that is just audio. So apparently <gasps> women I rather just the sounds of sex versus the actual visual image. What, what is that? ASMR porn? Isn't that um, what they call the sound no, stuff? A- ASMR can also be like when you're like squidging. Yeah, like sounds of stuff. Slush, but it's the visual side of it too. So like you can have like glitter and you can just like, there's a, a notebook. Did you see it on my Instagram story? No. So myself and Janelle were at this art store and there's a notebook and you can you can move the uh, sequins and they're one color and then you move it another way and they're a different color. So people are attracted to movements and paint and sounds wow. and things like that. Yeah, so it's I think it's more than just sound but oh, yeah, right. probably right so now they're into sound porn yeah but so I just women because they close their eyes and they you know yeah. I tend to visualize it yeah. I still haven't watched actual porn and if I think if I did this wouldn't turn me on what I'm about to say but I started watching Outlander and after like nearly every episode I need to go touch myself <laughs> and it's like Outlander. very mild <laughs> sex scenes but it's so hot so I think I haven't been like is this like the mills and boom of like... Have you seen Outlander? I haven't seen Outlander. No, you keep asking me this. I haven't Sorry. seen Outlander. I didn't talk about it on the last episode, did I? Well, we talked about it all last week. Whether <laughs> not on the episode. It was well, whether it was on the episode or not. <laughs> just Sorry, podcast listeners. You're, 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 well, you're, you're involved, you probably you're, don't want to hear the but so I, I've heard a lot about Outlander the last sort of seven days. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I just finished two seasons. Are they advertisers on the show? I feel like they should no, be. No, we don't. We should contact yeah, no. them. <laughs> um, but no, so... The whole podcast listenership is waiting for Katie to actually watch porn. I don't think Katie realizes how fucking Why simple it is I? to just fucking watch a Why goddamn scene. Katie, next week's episode is the episode where you talk about the porn <gasps> that you watched. watch it while you're... Yeah, well, that, I was thinking about weird? doing that. Yeah, I like live commenting. I can video it for you and watch it. Well, yeah. yeah, I can fucking show you some porn right now, Katie. You make it sound like it's like this inaccessible thing. <laughs> what would you like to see? There's porn it's in my happening. hand. <laughs> is it really happening? Well, do, do you Not if you watch don't some want porn? to. I feel like we're forcing you into something. No, I don't mind. I'm all also forever. She's forcing her into... She'll fucking... She'll, wait, she'll do anything why, for the podcast. Why right? haven't I? <laughs> She'd never used the vibrator. Before. I'd never used the vibrator. She'd never before. Used the vibrator I know. I did know since okay. the podcast. So yeah. Oh, so you're exploring new things. Because so you follow I, sex shop. Had you used a puck or had you used a podcast? <laughs> had you used a vibrator when you were in Ireland? No. Have you no. used one since you came over? Yes. See, isn't that mad? And what kind of made you think? Like, I'm. Just, that's what. I'm, it, there must be something between. So I think. I think when you come here, it's, there's so much more freedom because there's so much more people. 
so you can really be your authentic true self and that sounds like such a cliched thing to say like being your authentic self but Ireland is so small and like I said about the religious aspect of it there's still quite a and it's changing a lot. I mean, we've it's changed a lot yeah. in the so last 10 years. Much. Much. In the few years I've been gone, like, yeah. I, I would go home and, or when I talk to my cousin, she's like, like they have Tinder now and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So I yeah. think, yeah, just like, just having the freedom to, to do things and, and explore things that, you know, you mightn't have had the chance to before. And then I also mean, travel I does that in general, but yeah. I think when you leave Ireland, particularly around this subject matter, it is a big transition. Yeah. And especially like both of us came from very small towns where I didn't even know you, but I knew you. Do you know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. knows each other. There's a link. Yeah. You can't go explore yeah. something sexually without Bob saying it to Harry yeah. and Harry saying it to Sean and then your mother having a bloody heart attack. But how great would it be if you could? Because at yeah. the end of the day, it's just another element of your personality and your mm-hmm. persona and something. It's fundamental to our existence. Yeah. Literally, it's something that we all crave. We all desire. It's a very human thing. And so why don't we? Yeah. Why don't we talk about it more? Why don't we enjoy it? Why is there the stigma around shame. it? That yeah. Shame. But, but I totally most people, agree with you. Yeah, most people have, to a large extent, certainly the generation that came after you guys, mm-hmm. I guess you could say two generations after me, they seem to be absent from a, a, at least a good chunk of the shame that was thrown onto you guys. Definitely a, a massive chunk of the sh- difference uh, uh, mm. of shame that was thrown onto to my generation. I mean, Why I do you a, think that is? Well, because the church is, doesn't have the power that it had. Right. But I still yeah. think for the, like, because I, you know, I obviously talked to my sister and I talked to my, one of my friend's sister re- recently as well. And they're both, they wouldn't be our general, well, they're a lot younger than us, let's mm. say 10 years. But there's still not a huge comfortability with women talking about masturbation. Or yeah, but they're pretty right. young, Katie. You know, just, just, just sure. in terms of that example that you give, right, she's yeah. only 17, your sister, right? Well, I was talking to another girl as well who's a little older, but again, it's, yeah, it's true. It's still young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a good point. But, but, but I, I do think there is elements of it being Ireland, but I also yeah. think, don't forget that they're quite, yeah. they are quite young. Like, yeah. I, I think they'd really only be at the age where they'd be but I do getting think comfortable I, I, talking. I, I mean, I was only, guys are more comfortable talking about masturbation, but I, I, I wasn't talking with my buddies about masturbation until I was 17, 18 myself. But I had sex before I was ever comfortable talking about stuff, before I'd ever masturbated, before I ever... And I think that is a lot of young people. Mm -hmm. They have sex because it's like, oh, everybody's doing it, let's do it. But you actually don't know... I just... I wish the conversations... Like, how can you be embarrassed to talk about it, but you can go off and do it? Yeah, well, that's been most people's relationship with sex in general. And then it allows for unhealthy relationships to happen. And I'd imagine even now, more so with porn, you know, being so easily accessible that if your kind of paradigm for sexual a healthy sexual relationship is porn then you're really screwed and if you're not talking to your friends and you're like that's your that's the norm that's really not the norm so I think I was actually chatting with my mom about I don't know whether it was about this I think it was oh it was about sending like nude pictures and I was like well we just need to embrace the fact that this is what we're dealing with now that we have porn and we have sexual liberation and there's your daughter is going to want to do this and discuss it what are the pros the cons why do you feel like you want to do this that's great that you love your body and want to show it to this person what are the downsides of that and like what else could you do or you know just actually having an open conversation that's understanding rather than oh you bold you know whatever like because they're going to do it anyway there's it's good to have a little bit of kind of fear in a sense so that you can protect yourself but also if you talk you know in a in a if you treat your child like an adult and say look this is the realities because they're going to feel that way you know there's going to be mm. people in their lives that they're going to want to you know at a young age you know explore and have you know 
relationships with and I think now we just have to have those conversations more openly yeah, I mean I think people are yeah I, I, I really so? I, in our I definitely there's been a huge change mm. like absolute massive change yeah I mean don't forget gay marriage is legal abortion is I legal know. I mean there's been right. huge changes in our yeah. society so right. I mean I, I, I think uh, you, you know you'll you if you talk to the average 18 19 year old Irish person they've had a very different relationship with sex than than you guys did mm. certainly the yeah. people my age did I'll tell you this especially when it comes to the to the nudes I t took my first nude ever and sent it to someone and then I thought ah feck what if they send it out but then I thought I'm so proud of it I don't mind yeah <laughs> like yeah. it's just like I guess losing that kind of care and like who gives a fuck if someone sees your nude really in the long run yeah. do a Whitney Cummins on it where they tried yeah. to did you see that they tried no the f uh, she's a comedian but they tried to um what's the word briber they had a nude of hers oh blackmail her yeah blackmail her it was just like her nipple out but she just shared it on all her social media she was like fuck it yeah. I don't care I'm not gonna same with Bezos as well same with what <laughs> Jeff Bezos did the same oh but I think yeah it's I, I agree how do you, you guys feel since we're on the subject how do you guys feel about sending nudes well, I sent my first one and it was exhilarating. The first one this year. And I, oh my God, I spent hours trying to figure Find out how right to take pose. it. I <laughs> took the like, lighting. there's like 50 <laughs> takes of that. If anyone goes up into my iCloud. <laughs> but um, no. I think you can delete it out of your iCloud. Yeah, I have to figure out how to do right, that. Make sure I'm just you don't lazy. share it. It's like your Google albums. It's like open yeah. to everybody. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Just be careful, yeah. But also Some I people have had some iCloud issues. I know, yeah. right? Well, I don't mind. Like, I liked it. You know, I thought, I felt like it was very classy and representation of me. Yeah. I showed all my girls. You show, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think a lot of girls send, like, their naked pictures each other, yeah. to each other. Oh, really? They want attention, yeah. yeah. I must get in on those WhatsApp groups. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I need to be an honorary guy in that WhatsApp group. Yeah, yeah, I think that's going to work yeah, well for yeah. you. <laughs> I think you should send it. No need for a filter. <laughs> yeah. No, it's kind of fun, and it's exhilarating, and I, like, really like my body now, so, mm -hmm. but I'm also just, it's so funny, like, in this, if that would have been a few years ago, I would have overthought it and been like yeah. insecure. But I think if people did see it now, I really, I so really don't. So do you look at your body differently now? Yeah. What do you think made you change? Um, Katie, watch out. She's interviewing you, by the way. Just be conscious of that. Just be conscious of that. The tables <laughs> have turned. I will tell you this, though, and I don't know if you feel the same. Mm. It might be coming to New York and maybe younger women in Ireland feel this now as well. Maybe it's a change in the world. I don't fucking know. There was an attitude to not see yourself as great and be kind of little mean Absolutely. to yourself and a little guilty. And I've spent the past, maybe even the last year, being like, actually, do you know what? I have to live with this face. I might as well like it. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I have to live with these boobs. I might as well like them. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. it, it's such a better way to be. Yeah, because those... How do you feel about the nudes? How do I feel about the nudes? You know what I feel? Do what makes you happy. No, are you into do it? Do you send them? Am I into it? Yeah. That smile was a yes. <laughs> maybe. I dabble. <laughs> no. Um, I think I'm... I'm cautious of who I send them to and yes. I would be in usually a relationship with someone when I'm sending them yeah because it's safer because but that yeah it's safer but it's just not my personality to be so um but I also don't judge if you if that's what you if know is your, your truth and if yeah. that's what you fancy go ahead and do it do what makes you happy but yeah I think yeah I think you should love your body and yeah if you're with someone and you trust them yeah. I mean I'm more into the chatting perhaps the texting I just get pa I, I literally just get afraid of the pictures yeah yeah, well, I just you're don't like, so pick have you ever sent nudes? I've, of course I've sent nudes. No problem admitting that. How does but it I get very paranoid about... Well, first of all, I, I mean, I, I've never want to send a pic of my dick. But upon strong request from somebody who I may be involved in some sort of sexual situation, 
I will send it, but it's not like it's not like something I'm dying to do. And I, 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 right. I mean, I'm not Why? a woman, so I don't because it, because that? I don't want to pick up my dick out there. Okay. That's a, that's a, which Unless is a, like, right. which is a Famous. very yeah. rational fear. Yeah. yeah. You just don't want you know you Absolutely. just don't want personal uh, pictures floating around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know I just don't want like uh, a meme of my my dick floating around on Instagram. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but I also just think, but maybe it's just because I'm a guy. I just feel like a dick pic is just not the sexiest thing. But some women just ask mm. for a fucking dick pic. Mm. I've sent very few in my are life. So beautiful. So I can understand why they enjoy sharing them with their friends or even just taking them for yourself. Because I think I think exactly what you said is it's so true. Like we didn't grow up hearing women saying, "I love my body." It was always like fat shaming and whatever and now there's such a conversation around like god how beautiful is my body you know and i know that sounds like really like it's egotistical but like why do we look at it so negatively how beautiful is that that you love your body yeah be happy be nice to yourself i know yeah. but do you fu- like for, for me when it comes to like the sending the nudes and the and the you know texting and stuff like it is quite sexy. I mean, it, it, it's it, so it, sexy. I don't. It totally I lo- works. If I'm with a guy, the last b- boyfriend, I asked him to send me a dick pic, and I was I loved it when I got it, and it was just because it's like a little bold, you know. Yeah. Oh, you asked? I asked, and he was reluctant at first, and mm. I was like, I'll you know send you a really nice one if you send me a dick pic. It was all me, and then I got a dick pic. It was funny because his foot was in it. Oh, <laughs> <I> <laughs> he had toenails. never taken one before. <laughs> <laughs> I have this this is kind of personal. I have this woman. I I've actually I've never met her. She came to a couple of shows at the Comedy Cellar, and uh, you know, added me on Instagram. And then we nearly went on a date. And I've never stood anybody up in my life, but I I accidentally fell asleep, which I've never done in my life. Mm. I fucking fell asleep, and when I woke up, I was like, holy shit! Oh, no. Yeah, I felt terrible. Oh. But anyway, she kept in touch with me very sporadically, but weirdly enough. Every now and then, just out of the blue, she's like, are you around? And I've only done it once, but just one time she happened to catch me at a good time. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm around. And she called me. And like, literally, it takes five minutes. But she just asked me to talk dirty to her. Got herself off like super, super quick. It's hilarious. Was that and she was like, you? that was great. And now every now and then, out of the blue, I'll get like a missed uh insta call wow and i'll be like who does like she must did, love your voice awesome. it's so yeah but it's just so funny because clearly yeah. that's her thing you know people, yeah. some people like porn some people like whatever yeah. but for her clearly like the ultimate masturbation aid yeah. is to talk to some random dude <laughs> <laughs> good for her for finding that out yeah. was that awkward to I, start like talking dirty because nah. i know that some of my friends were like it's so weird and she was saying you know weird what why what, what was that Oh, she just, just she like, just quoted you the friend. You don't know what to say. Oh, oh sorry, I got your cut. That's fine. Like, where do you start with this? Like, I, 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 I would, I would find it. That isn't something I've explored. But I always mm. just say their name. They're like, talk to me, and I'm like, Paul. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, I never like, instigate it. it. It has yeah. to come from the. It has to come from the woman. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't even know if they were like talk dirty to me. I'd be like, stick your dick in me i don't know it was stick ten. your dick in me <laughs> stick it in there fucking shove oh, it in there oh i'm fucking hungry back of the net you cunt come on fucking <laughs> fucking lob it into me there i think my accent would get really irish <laughs> i'd be like lob it into me there fucking stick your finger up my hole there go on a, a bit gentler a bit gentler <laughs> what about you have you dirty talked 
dirty talked. Yeah, if you were dirty talked. <laughs> the shock. I sent a uh, nude, but talk dirty. God, no. <laughs> Look, one. I don't think anything too crazy, just like the normal things that you would kind of say. What is the normal things? I swear to God, I've never had anyone in my old sexual history ask me to well, do it. Has, so wait, you have do to you follow the flow. Yeah. So do you make noises? Because yeah, like, some people oh. don't as well either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I was having a conversation with my friend recently and she was like, it's total silence. And I was like, is that not? That's like, her thing, total silence? Or she yeah, likes total silence? She likes total silence. I was yeah, like, well, that, we, is that not like, you know, awkward or whatever? She's like, no. So oh. I guess mine would just be the, the normal... Yeah, I might just communicate that it's good because I want them to keep doing it. So I'd be like, oh, so yeah, good. Right. But, but I, I, I like exactly. the sound of somebody's pleasure also. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, oh, no, definitely. Because oh, it's so very great. real. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you're both masturbating, it's very real. Yeah. You can, you, there's an, there's like almost like an attachment. Oh, yeah. Mm. You get no, definitely. And I think the audio also helps to, I know for women anyway, like we were talking about earlier on, I don't know whether it's the same for men, but it helps to incre- like increase the pleasure, I suppose, as well. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it more. It's another sense that you're kind of satisfying. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're okay. I, I, did you you're think I was giving blowjob voice? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so Emma took the mic. Emma took the mic away from her mouth, and she <laughs> kept talking. <laughs> and I was trying to tell her to put the mic, but I think she thought I was. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to do it in a way that was not. I'm distracting. pouring tea while talking about sex. Oh, so some people like the sound of tea pouring, Katie. Ooh, I do. Oof. <laughs> Gets me off. ASMR, isn't it? Now, let so me ask you something else, because I know Katie talks about this a lot. Right. Did, did you find any of it a bit difficult to deal with Americans' openness around sex? That they, you know, that sometimes they can be full on. Like, actually, we had Joanne McNally on a couple of weeks ago. She's in Ireland, and she was just like, I'm not comfortable with, like, the American comics that come over. And like, yeah, I fucked him. You know, like, were you surprised at how open people were here? No, I loved it. I oh, absolutely loved it. loved it. I think it's so liberating. Yeah, I loved Katie, it. Katie, you cannot eat biscuits in the middle of the podcast. I'm so sorry. You You're g- so good. <laughs> I put my mic there. They can, no one will notice. <laughs> <laughs> you always wrap me out. <laughs> I love it. No, he did do to you, me. Do you, boo? But we were doing a show. I opened for him. And I said something, and then I realized I didn't actually know the date of when we got the year when we got our independence. So I kind of moved no, on. No, no, you did know the year that we got independent, quote unquote. But you said Ireland became a republic in 1922. Oh, you're right. That's what I said. And it's yeah. not. That's our independence. Yeah, yeah. And then that was it. They were all American, most of them in this yeah. show. They weren't going to know. And he got up and he was like, so anyway, Katie. <laughs> Katie's, com- Ka- Katie, Katie's telling this audience, you don't know anything about Ireland. He's like, fact check. <laughs> He's the Hillary to your Donald. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> It was great. So, uh, sorry, what were we talking about there? Oh, yeah, I was asking you if you, um, you know, you, oh, so the you love you like the, sex, yeah, you like the openness. I love it, yeah. You like the fact that because it Because it's real. It's like, it's, it's a real experience. It's, you know, we're, and again, I think, you know, we're comparing to Ireland to America here. Like, back in the day, like, people were getting married much younger. Like, there wasn't really, you would, I don't know if you'd have the same conversations about your husband as you are if you're a single, I'm 30 yeah, now. Yeah, but we're well old, one, I know, but I'm saying, like, for me, like I'm 30, so it's like I'm, you know, single, like in New York, having these conversations. I think it's a very different thing if you're like married and, you know, it's a different, yes. it's just a different environment. So, yeah, maybe you're right. We're past it and I'm still stuck back for when. No, like, no, no, I no. I was just, I was just wondering, like, so you were comfortable with that. You liked when, when girls were like, I, yeah, I got, I had the vibe out last night. Yeah, because you can learn as well. So you can, so if you're feeling something you can openly say to your friends, like, oh, what do you think about this? What should I do about that? Yes. Like, how do I, you know, deal with this problem or that problem? Yeah. Or I don't like when he does this or I love when he does mm-hmm. that. Or, oh, you do this. This is how this works. 
that's so great it's an education it keeps you safe it keeps it's ha- it's fun as well as well as all of the like educational side of it it's just like great crack like it's good to know like your friends are you know well like for example the other night we were out we'd had yeah. a couple glasses of wine now yeah. in fairness and there's a group of lads and we're we were both loudly talking about our sexual experiences yeah. now you can be guaranteed if you go back five six years we're in ireland 24 yeah. We wouldn't have been that loud about it. And if I heard anyone else being that loud, I would have been like, jeez, will they keep it down a little? But would now my you, attitude has changed completely. I have a question for you I don't you know then. if that's growing up or just from being here, that would I don't you, give a shite. Would you have that same conversation we were having, which was quite, like, you know. I wouldn't have back home. Openly sexual. I wouldn't sexual. either. Yeah. Very openly sexual. And that's, that's And I'd like, be looking around even just in case one of my dad's friends. But, but now I'm better. But, earlier too. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry go. go. No, you go. Even now what? No, I was saying the exact same thing. Like, even now, like... I still would feel embarrassed to have an open conversation that I would very happily have here, loud and roaring laughing about different things at the bar here in America versus in Dublin where you might know someone or someone might hear you or their granny might get offended or, you know, because here people walked in the street and they're like effing and blinding and like cursing and like, you know, just being their full self. So they don't really care about it. But I, my belief, and feeling when I go home, and again, maybe it's dated, maybe we're past that, I still feel no, like I, I can't yeah. have that conversation. And maybe we should, maybe that's the problem, maybe we should have more of it to normalize it. I would know? have lowered my voice if we were home, because I'd be yeah. like, oh, I don't, know, I don't know what the bartender's saying now, there's Kay, like, mounting off about blowjobs and stuff. <laughs> Whereas boring. I didn't give a shite, like, the, and the bartender there didn't give a shite, and the guys didn't give a shite, but that's the attitude over well, here. Well, they like, definitely turned their heads, looked at us, and then turned back again, so... <laughs> No, when I was saying we're past that, what I meant was about the getting married younger fake. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like even, mm-hmm. I'm a Gen X, like I'm born in 1975, but our generation talked about we get married later. So I, I just right. meant about the getting married later. But I, I yeah. didn't mean about, um, I didn't mean about, uh, you know, like being comfortable talking about sex. But what yeah. I will say is that that is, that is definitely shame, like geographical shame too, because when I was in China, um, I, I was, I, I, I I dated a Chinese girl for quite a long time, but just mm. a, a casual kind of, uh, not a, a casual enough encounter that I had that continued like text-wise. Mm. Um, she could not text me sexually in Chinese. She could only text me sexually in English because she oh. felt very comfortable speaking dirty in Chinese, but she was very liberated to speaking dirty in English yeah, because when she spoke Chinese, she kind of felt the, the shame of her upbringing because they, they have a lot of that oh, there too yeah. in their own way. So it's interesting that you guys think that you go back to Ireland and probably not feel as open. Yeah. yeah. Feel that judgment, that exactly. shame. Like I think if I were, now that I'm doing the podcast, maybe I'd feel a little, I wouldn't feel as less because, you know, my parents know that I, openly talk about this mm. so I'm past all that but if I weren't doing the podcast I would still have spoken to you openly mm, about it mm. but I wouldn't go home I wouldn't be posting on my Instagram yeah. the way I am like some of the stuff I post now is only because the liberation of the podcast how do your parents feel about the podcast oh my dad's great my, yeah. my dad though he's loves Des Bishop he's been watching Des Bishop Des Bishop since like I have a joke about it but I say that when I called him about doing the sex podcast he mm. was like uh and I was like it's with Des and he was like you do whatever that mom wants <laughs> <laughs> she blows me every week that's the price I said that to him I go oh I've been saying this joke and he goes well when I said that Katie I don't mean do what he wants I mean for the podcast Katie <laughs> no he that's knows cool. you know he's yeah. very much of a, like a, he was meant to go play Aussie Rules in Australia and something mm. happened and he didn't mm. and he's very much like look live what do whatever you want and yeah but I'm very lucky not a lot of people have that and I know that so saying that yeah 
what we're saying I wouldn't have went home and been able to like I, America was definitely very liberating and can what? we just say though yeah Americans can be too loud let's yeah. not praise everything that the Americans do like when they're fucking and blinding on the phone and you can hear their conversations sometimes yeah. I think shut the fuck up the right. whole world oh, doesn't true. need to hear your conversation well I'll tell you this because when I had this that's so true because I do struggle here's the other thing I struggle dating Americans I was just going to bring that up before right? you didn't bring it up because we talked about it the other day uh, yeah. how, you go first how's your experience with it so I my mom laughs and she's like you've dated all across the globe which Same. is true <laughs> um I I really like American men I think the there's a different it's a different kind of relationship I do sometimes miss like the crack with an yeah. Irish guy definitely like you miss the kind of that understanding just in the same way as you would with like an Irish girl you meet because they understand your culture there's like an unspoken language that you you have with that person um and so i think that helps like with intimacy and helps just with like understanding culture and like communication and stuff like that um but that being said i did learn a lot from my last relationship which was three and a half years with an american guy and i and a lot of it was around like saying i love you saying like touching being intimate um that was was all very much about like the American culture like people here they are much more vocal about how they feel and expressing like their emotions and I love that I absolutely love it I tell people all the time like all my friends like I like every day if I'm on the phone to them I love you like it's not a shameful thing and I don't think we do that enough in Ireland Um, and I think that we're afraid to express and be vulnerable and I think that the the best relationships that you can have are when you're extremely vulnerable and I think that if there's an authenticity behind it and not just like saying it for the sake of saying it if you really are feeling it I think that's great so that's what I learned anyway from but I mean a lot um, of that, that is ridiculed in Ireland like I remember when I first moved to Ireland I was 14 like kind of like one of the the memes memes didn't exist but the memes it was like American bullshit like oh that's real American touchy-feely yeah you know American emotional nonsense you know it is kind of Mm-hmm. frowned upon to be like open and emotional and I, i'll be devil's advocate on this right. right i find that yes it's great and it's great that you can talk about your emotions and that's very important but i have found that there's nearly too much of it as in like a few of the guys i've dated over here they've been too sensitive or they've picked yeah. up things too that remember i feel like an irish person remember about the guy yeah i know well, it, it's that's actually one of the i'm thinking of but um i think that, that uh, like as an Irish woman I struggle with that where I'm like uh, why are you getting upset about that that's a bit ridiculous and yeah. then they're just trying to communicate their feelings but I'm not I'm not used to that I would never yeah there's just uh, you think they're too sensitive is it the ones that I've dated for yeah. sure and I don't want to claim that's all because some of my Irish or my American lad friends are great uh, mm. but just when it's come on that intimate level I've been like uh, look I didn't mean it like yeah. that or I don't know why you're crying now yeah. or and so I don't know if well, that's a that cultural. Like even in, in like hiring people, you know, there's a book called The Coddling of the American Mind. I don't know if you've read it. It's so good. My mom, my mom, shout out to mom, uh, recommended it to me. But I think that that exists within relationships as well. That we're, you know, this like trophy for participation, this kind of just like you're great just for being here kind of attitude and mentality. And like we all should be so cautious not to offend and yeah. that everyone gets a prize. And I think that that then also comes into relationships too where it's like if you want to express I like this or that hurts my feelings then these kids kids I mean men have maybe grown up without having been criticized before Mm -hmm. and so they they can't actually 
you know, decode that and, and, and see that that's not really destructive criticism. You're not being nasty. You're just trying to communicate a feeling and what you want or, you know, expect it's, in a relationship. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky. It is tricky, though, and it's tough to really know, like, you know, when they sell these books, they have to, like, take this thing and then say this has been a cultural phenomenon that changes yeah. but just on a on a personal level when you say you're saying to like irish people like i love you and all that do you find everyone's comfortable with that when you you've taken a bit of this like cultural difference and brought it back home because I, I, I didn't even in irish america i didn't grow up with a lot of i love you right yeah um maybe not always no and i they won't necessarily say it back but i think it's a i think it's a great thing i mean i think my my parents are now more used to it and we definitely didn't grow up in a home where they they didn't say it that much like they definitely said it but it wasn't like every single day every conversation and I say it to my brothers and it wasn't like we were deprived of love or anything like don't get me wrong um it's a very loving household I think just I make a conscious effort to do it so maybe my brothers are a bit like oh Emma but like they kind <laughs> of always were like that with me a bit like of the the loose cannon um, but my friends now, uh, we would never have said it before. And yeah, like I, I don't think they necessarily like say it back or are comfortable with that. But and not that you know, you're begging no on your ex, <laughs> not that you're begging on your ex boyfriends back in Ireland. But like when you say you had this experience three and a half years in America, and there are certain mm. things that you like difference wise. Mm-hmm. Like what what was the Irish experience then like before? Like was this like not a lot of I love yous, not a lot of uh, sexual communication. Like what was the stuff that yeah. now that you've had this other experience, you mm. you noticed. Uh, wasn't there before well it's so hard to say because I was so young when I was in my other relationships that the kind of relationship you're in now is so different or what I was in then is so different to my relationship when I was 18 because yeah, so I was a kid it can just right? be maturity rather than cultural difference yeah um, I, no I do think the, the communication thing is is uh, quite different um, yeah. like I don't know if Irish but I, I also kind of love that about Irish lads too that they're not so kind of like focused on all the nitty gritty of things they just kind of get on with it just get on but it is a great a, a statement yeah, it, it's, it, that is a huge difference yeah. they do just get on with it but I think also New York and America are two completely different things right yeah. so in New York I remember I went to a bar the, literally the first day I arrived here and I was with my friend from America and I was sitting chatting to a lad and we were having great crack and she kind of pa- like pa- taps me on the shoulder and she says well where did he go to school what does he do and where does he live and I was like what I don't even know the fella's name and she didn't even ask me his name she she asked me those questions so in other words where did he go to school so was it an Ivy League school what did he study how much like money can he make and where does he live now so how much is he paying on his rent so you're looking at people in a very different way here so I think that that doesn't exist at all in Ireland either and I don't know but that was probably the circle you were running into though possibly yeah yeah that's true yeah, because I don't... When you're know. in that bottle service world, you know, that's very focused on, like, what people before, do. Yeah, was before, before that? that. Yeah, yeah, it was just a, a friend of mine. She's not in bottle service world or, or others. She just Who cared is? straight away about the money? Yeah. But I, I think that a lot, of, a lot of my experience with people here has been that same way. It's like they look at you and they're kind of... And, and it works for men, too. They're, like, looking at women as kind of... I'm probably in the wrong circle. No, no, I understand <laughs> what you're saying. I, I do understand what you're saying. A lot of my friends would have said similar stuff as well. Like, mm. you know, I never, ever look at jobs. But I've dated a lot of no, weirdos. But a lot oh, of so do you find Americans ask you more about like what job yeah, the guy kind of, has? Yeah, especially my last boyfriend because he tur- turned out to have um, a lot of issues. But when I, as soon as I said his job and they were like, oh, that's great. This is way better than what you've been dating before. And you're like, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, but he's checking my pulse to see if I'm lying. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's psycho. <laughs> but in fairness, so you don't think you don't think about that when you meet a guy? No, 
No, because I'm so this is my thing is I'm going to work hard and work my ass off to give myself the life that I want. Yeah. So if I meet someone and I've dated many different kinds of people with wealth and without wealth and you are if you're in a bad relationship, you're miserable with it. Like you can be in the nicest places and be absolutely miserable and you can be, you know, in like I when I first moved here, dated a security guard who lived in the Bronx on a mattress in his mom's floor and we had the best time. And we didn't ultimately go anywhere because, you know... Because you got no future. (laughs) (laughs) No, he was lovely. Because you need a box spring as they have over here. (laughs) They needed a box spring and, you know, a headboard too. But no, it was just, we just weren't matched. So it's not something that I really care about because if I want to have a nice lifestyle, I'll make it for myself. But listen, if you want to know the real American way, you find the rich guy, you have a good time, you marry him, and then you don't have to worry about being miserable because you divorce him and take half a shit. Yeah. I know. That is the real America. Duh. No way. Hello, Katie. Um, Get with it. I know. Oh. No. I do think you're right, though. I think that there's, I think there's things that we can learn from both cultures. I think mm-hmm. definitely the American guys I've dated can learn from the Irish lads where you just get on with it. And then us Irish people can learn to be more okay with a little bit of public a PDA or a little bit. How of do you feel about PDA? Uh, I don't know. Now I'm like mm, probably better than most all of my girlfriends back yeah. home because I live here, and maybe that was a survival mechanism mechanism because you'd want to be okay with it. But yeah, yeah, I, it makes me a little uncomfortable when it's too much. But right. I'm very lovey dovey. I say I, I love you to too, everybody. Yeah. I hug everybody. But I don't want him sticking his tongue down my throat like in public. No, not like if there's like guy three people at a dinner and then you're, yeah, just, yeah that's that's no, too it's much. ridiculous. But I do love a bit of like, I love like, you know, some like arm rubbing yeah, or like, like a little, oh, I'm here, yeah. a bit of reassurance. The leg. Yeah. No, but I, ha- I had a guy recently on, I'd leave my hinge absence, but a guy on the first date on the subway daylight turned around and bit my neck. And like that but was, Katie, so I, insane. that's <laughs> hilarious. No, <laughs> I didn't. Me? No, I know. That was me. I dated this uh, Latin guy one time and it was way too much. So we, you know, last ski nets, like this, um, how do you call it? When it's like one thing on top and then you go in downstairs where it's like hidden. What's that oh, thing called? Like a, like a speakeasy, speakeasy, like kind of like yeah. a speakeasy restaurant place. And we were down there and he was kind of walking. He was Spanish, so he was walking through and he was like, there's a, you go through the kitchen first. So he was like saying hi to all the, you know, the uh, chefs in the kitchen. And then we walked into the bar and he was literally like on my neck the entire night, like licking it. And I was like, oh my God. On a date, a first date? First date. Was it the same guy? No, I had met him. My guy was Spanish as well. Was it the same guy? (laughs) (laughs) Leandro? No. If you're listening. (laughs) And he's like, hot.com. Hot. But Mm. I was like, too much. It was just like, so what did you say really, to him? I just kind of kept like being like, oh, just like get off me. <laughs> like just, you know, trying not to make it awkward. But like, you know, I'd kind of move away from him or say, oh, stop. And then, you know, dance. It wasn't like a, it wasn't too much where I felt really uncomfortable. Like it was still fine. Like it wasn't like I was in a situation where I was like, yeah, this is not appropriate. It was just more on the like okay like this is where i'm in public and you know but you were still very polite and i think that's the, I, I one of the things that's just recently been beaten out of me whereas usually i'd kind of let the guy be inappropriate for a little while because I, I don't want to be rude and i think the american women are great at being like get off me that's annoying yeah. you're annoying me go away no me. this wasn't annoying like this was just too much do you know no i'm definitely and that's so there was I learned a, that you, you enjoyed a little too. bit of it just not as much as he was doing yeah he was just it was just too much he was like a lot <laughs> but lover. honestly i i, I <laughs> think much. i think when people are like making out in a public like in a restaurant <gasps> yeah. i just think that's 
I mean, but I, I don't was, know if I'm old fashioned, but like, I actually just think like, nah, it's just on. not great. If it was you and you were on a date and you were really would, into would, her. Okay, sorry about that. That was my fault. We uh, we back on. I ran it. I I had the batteries in my pocket to change when I. So anyway, we were talking about PDAs, and I. I that's so the sound I was saying of a to you, boy. do you want me to turn the kettle off? No, no, that's fine. I'm sure? just letting letting our listeners know. Yeah. I mean, there's been a hum from the. The AC, the AC, but too? no, because it, at, at the moment it's impossible. You're not turning off the AC mid-August. I'll have yeah. a home through the whole podcast. We'll I'm not sitting here in a hot box. Yeah, are you okay over there? Because you're far from the fun. I'm I'm absolutely fine. Are you sure? You don't have, don't so don't worry we about were, me. We were talking about PGA. What yeah, you I was going to nope. say to Des. I was like, I don't agree. I imagine you in a restaurant and you've got this hot girl beside you who is mad about you, and she's like, you know giving you all the feels are you going to be like no, this sorry get off me no, no but, well first of all the girl too much the woman very rarely does it but no what if it's a first date and the vibe is good yeah i think it's always good to like express the allow the the energy to be acknowledged with like a quick kiss or like a little bit of a, a just a moment that acknowledges that the energy is rising mm-hmm. and that you let them know that it's it's it, i'm feeling it but at the same time like just not to get going in the restaurant it's just like mm. not great and it depends on what time and how drunk you're like let's say if it's 3 a.m and <laughs> you're at never the bar drunk. and you're like <laughs> yeah like but that's different a bar at 3 a.m yeah. it's not yeah. and it's i don't like i don't like terms like appropriate and not appropriate <laughs> however <laughs> but no well well it's not appropriate to smoke inside anymore because other people are affected right. and like it is just like distracting for everybody else if suddenly people are like making out. You're there having a fight. And with I'm, your I'm, I'm, a, I'm as I, I'm, a, I'm as open as the next guy. Yeah. But I, I, to be honest, I just get I embarrassed it. for people. You, you like? I love it. I watching love people make it. out in a restaurant. Yeah, I remember I was in Italy for my brother's wedding recently, and there was this young couple at the train station, and they were just so in their own zone and just like eating the face off each other. And I just thought that's so great. The train station. Yeah. Yeah, funnily so enough, great. it wouldn't bother me at the train station. But in a restaurant, it does. It does because it. people depends are eating the, and maybe shit. Maybe depends on the restaurant. Like the layout of it, the vibe of it. Like I, I don't like when people are loud in the restaurant. I just, you know. I, right. I think, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do believe in a touch of etiquette. Yeah. And I believe restaurant touch etiquette is you don't make out too much mm-hmm. in a restaurant. I think it depends on the restaurant. I don't think I've ever made out in a restaurant. Have I? Oh, I don't know. If you're I sitting beside so. them and you're just. I think it depends on the restaurant. So I think if it's like a very kind of. The music's pumping and, uh, you know. Yeah, vibey mm. kind of place. Nightclub night, night vibe, it wouldn't bother me. Yeah. 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 People making out at a comedy club drives me fucking nuts. Well, yeah, because they're not paying attention to the show, which mm-hmm. is the whole reason why they're there. I've that seen I it, guess. though. Do you, does it get you upset when you're at I a actually haven't show? seen anybody making it. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, I did see someone getting fingered once, though, back in Ireland. Stop. Yeah, that was... I at was a comedy down. show? No, it wasn't at a comedy show, sorry. You're just. really setting the mood, <laughs> I was going to say. No, that's public. <laughs> I was sitting down in Brady's in Minute, so it's like a little, you know, a bit, know, a bit mental. But, but, like, I was sitting down, and I looked beside me, and some randomer was putting his finger up your one's vagina, and I was like, now, this is ridiculous. You could go outside. So that's where I'm like... It's actually illegal. Is it? Well, I, I, I would... I would say that you could be charged with uh, like indecent exposure yeah because I could see mm. everything I was like for fuck's sake and I come from work so I wasn't even drinking I hadn't even had a drink at that stage so mm. I was like but I mean I like a sneaky sexy moment you know but yeah. you gotta be you gotta be discreet yeah comedy Why? show no, I haven't seen it yet <laughs> Why? why do you have to be discreet can you just live your best life <laughs> no well you know, America I has changed you yeah. Miss Harland 
I, I publicly. I think you need to be discreet for the safety of you know everybody. You know, you, you, it's hard to know if the other person is totally comfortable, especially if there's alcohol involved. The next day is like, yo, mm. ten people saw you getting fucking fingered in yeah. the club last night. And oh, well, I'm not talking about that. Oh, like, you're no, that's what I'm talking extreme. about. Oh yeah, my god, no, that's what I was talking about. You got to be discreet oh, no. with the Jeepers. with the sorry. with the full on. Sorry, that's what I was talking nope. about with the full on stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like a bit of sneaky, <laughs> sneaky sexual public stuff. But it has you have to be discreet. You got to be smart. Where is the craziest place you guys have had sex? Oh, God, I've had, I've had, I've had Abracadabra bathroom. It's Kababra. Ooh. Oh, Abracadabra bathroom. Oh, is it Kababra? I always thought it was Kababra too. Abracadabra, yeah, it's a kebab. You know, it's a kebab. Oh. It's a kebab <laughs> I always thought it was Abracadabra. The things before. you learn on a podcast. It was, it was with my first boyfriend. If it wasn't the I restaurant that made my career, I guess I wouldn't be so passionate about it. <laughs> <laughs> it made your career? <laughs> it literally did make my career. Did it? Yeah, the first no episode way. of the Desbridge yeah. Work Experience 2004 was in Abracadabra and Water. Was it? Yeah. That's good. Anyway. And come here, where was yours? Where, where was I yours? I don't know. I've had loads of places. Okay, where was yours, Emma? Because um, I was back when I was in Ireland, so that wasn't here. Few, few interesting. She won't say it because she's worried about the press back in Ireland. <laughs> the beach. The beach. The beach. Plane. A plane. <laughs> That's great. Have you had sex in a plane? A plane. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to have sex Swimming in pools. Yeah. Your own one. I had it in I've the never w- had sex in, in a plane. In Woodlawn, in the woods up there. My you mean in Van Cortland Park? Oh, yeah. It was like, a, you know where the ducks are near the river? In Woodlawn in the North Bronx? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like really cold, so nobody was using the park anymore. So we went for oh, a yeah. walk. I've and had then loads. Of, I, I, I had sex in the trees before I went to watch uh, Roger Federer versus uh, Robin Soderling quarterfinal US Open. Ooh. 2000 whatever yeah i love right. outside i love outside like probably 2008 hot and maybe. sweaty and humid as well my so ex no this really was like yeah this was like a nice night okay my ex-boyfriend would only have sex the most recent one would only have sex in the bedroom and i was like oh that really no really oh, isn't for me yeah i want to you want to be able to have impromptu yeah. moments right yeah backstage at vicar street oh wow <laughs> best one ever and then uh <laughs> No, well, not the best location. There was Shout just out a to great, her. Great, okay. great experience. <laughs> Shout out to whatever her fucking name was. <laughs> I'm kidding. Guys, I'm kidding. It's Michelle. I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. Are you Michelle? I, I, I hope you're I, listening. I hope I'm it's totally still joking. good. I absolutely cannot remember her name, but I would never be that dismissive about it. Except <laughs> just word. Uh, and when it comes to public display of action, I'll tell you, like, even something as little, if I'm on a first date and I just don't know him i hate when they touch me and they don't in know in the dunes at yeah. ross's point oh he's still thinking back over his sexual in the morning oh. in the morning good yeah. for you yeah actually same same <laughs> same same <laughs> girl as uh robert roger Federer and Ro- robin soderling yeah. actually i like yeah. her she seems we're still fun. good buddies yeah. to this day but just she lives too far away probably would have been married long ago if we lived in the same place really Aww. yeah she was yeah she was the first girl i was kind of with after my big breakup yeah she might even listen to this now. Wow. Oh. If come she does, back. move to New York. Uh, come back. Yeah, come back. <laughs> we're such romantics. That's yeah. the other Irish thing. We're seeing oh, not all him. romantics. <laughs> you know, <I'm> <laughs> come great. back. I want to fuck her in the village. I want to fuck her in Times Square. Come back. <laughs> 3 a.m. in Times Square. <laughs> With all the heroin addicts. So romantic. Yeah. yeah. It's a real turn on. Oh, I Sorry, wait. Go back to the PDAs, Katie. Sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say, like, I guess I had a most oh, recent hinge date saying, yeah. and he insisted on coming to a show, but I didn't really know him. And then in front of everybody, like, he came in and first thing he did was he was stroking my back. And I was just like... On a first and date? you never yeah. met him before? First date? Too first much. Date, and I ended up... Oh, Des would be proud of me for this because 
uh, what happened was he, he insisted on kind of texting me like, well, well, I'll just come to the show. And I was like, oh, whatever, at least in that way, I don't have to talk to him too much. And if it's, if it's, if it's weird afterwards, I only have a short amount of time because I had another show. So I thought this would be perfect. But anyway, he heckled my friend. My friend went up first. I was at the end. I was up where the oh comedians God. were. Yeah. And he heckled my friend and he said, my friend said, my friend was on stage. And he goes, oh, what was my next joke? And he goes, you don't have material. I was like, oh, fuck. And there was a few Irish girls there who listened to the podcast and they knew that I was on a hinge date and they looked, oh they looked God. mortified up at me. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. And then my friend, Alex Pavone, you know Alex Pavone. Yeah. He yeah. goes, I knew you'd be trouble. And this hinge date shouted, I'm here to fuck a comedian. <gasps> wow. So I thought, and I was up next. So I was like, I can't, dry, I can't. And it was like dry a, city. And it was one of those shows where it's a really small bar. So I couldn't go Jeez. through to give out to him. But I was up next. So I did my set and I walked straight down. I looked at the Irish girls and did like a slit across my neck. Like my, my neck, like I'm like, I'm going to cut this guy out. And this is the first time I've ever done this. So I was proud of myself. I brought him outside and I said, I'm not going on a drink. With, I'm not going for a drink with you. And yeah. I was like, why? And I was like, because you just why? come. The fact that you don't even know. Oh, he told me that I was terrible <laughs> to cut him off like that. And I was like, serious? I'm just oh, not going to waste your time or waste my time. But like the old me would have went for a drink, been polite and then no. ghosted him. Yeah. But like I was delighted. Right? Yeah. I was just like, no, good luck. The so, old you would have went for a drink even after that. I'm here to fuck a comedian. I think even the old you wouldn't have done it. Kim. I hope so. But I think about some That's of the bad. dates I've been yeah. on where I've just been like, oh, well, right. maybe what he didn't need that. In the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was like oh no I was just joking and I think old me would have been like okay but now that I'm like a mature woman I was like no I let, that's really inappropriate I yeah. wouldn't come to your job and do that it's done and then I looked I thought he had walked away and I walked back over to the comedians he comes over and he shouts at Alex she doesn't want to date me because I interrupted you and then he walked off and oh like God, continued to text for me. him and then the bartender texts me going i hope you're not going on a hinge i hope you're not going on a date with that guy because he didn't tip me <laughs> he didn't tip me oh <laughs> so he's God. stingy he's a loud mouth and he's a big ego dodge after that, but i was just like from the that's start two cheapos that's yeah. two cheapos now you've met recently i know who was the other cheapo again the guy that was like splitting the bill with you even i had a good oh job my God, oh my well, what terrible. do you think about that because my younger brother is like you know well, equal i mean maybe he's changed now we have to like call him well, out he might not have a lot of we, we, yeah we discussed it before in the pocket how do you oh, feel about you? it how do you feel about it yeah. um i feel like if it's a first date and you've asked me out i think you should pay for it and if you don't have that much money mcdonald's picnic by the water is yeah. fine like figure something out mm-hmm. doesn't have to be super fancy we can go for a walk yeah but i think yeah, I think it's definitely the lads, if they ask you out, their responsibility. But then after that, I don't like this kind of culture of like, he has to pay for everything. Like Yes, but that's no. definitely a little more prominent here, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I Which disagree we were, with that. Yeah. Because also I don't like to give the men all the power then. And then they've the, the, they're able to say kind of, oh, you know, she you know never paid for a bill or she did this or kind of characterize you yes. by that behavior and that's just not something i, I mean, want to do by rights nowadays it should be a split bill but i actually think like not all traditions have to disappear I the agree. power dynamic is shifting but at the same time eh, but it's I a halfway decent tradition to just I have the guy pay i think there's a difference between gender equality and chivalry and i think that's sometimes where the line is blurred where people are like oh like I can open my own door and I can blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just nice. Like, it's a nice gesture that you're being considerate of another human being. And, you know, I think that, yeah, I I agree with you. I like that soundbite for CNN. I think there's a difference between gender equality and chivalry. Yeah, <laughs> that good, was beautiful. It's a good soundbite. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let my pals at CNN know. That's good. Very Miss Ireland of you. 
thank you. That, that there's a media, that's my wave after media, all these years. No, I'm kidding. Media, the, the media training paid off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get any. I wish I did. And so do you have any like stories where PDA was too much for you or anything? Barry, that other one you said so about that the lad. neck. And you, but I had one incident and this is when I first moved here and like you said about how you change when you come over here, you're able to say no. So there was this guy that I, so one of my friends is an artist. He's a street artist, um, Robert Vargas, and he was drawing me in the Bowery Hotel. So he does these beautiful paintings live and I was sitting there. I didn't know anyone else. I just went to support him and he asked me what I, you know, model for him or whatever. And so I did. And so then after, so this guy had come up to me and beautiful guy, um, like, you know, very nice, um, was like chatting away to me, asked me to get a drink. And I was like, no, I'm not really having a drink tonight. And um, then when I was being painted, he was like taking a million photos. I was like, this is a bit weird. So I went back over to him afterwards. I got my phone back off him because I couldn't really hold anything while I was um, being painted. And so I guess I could have put it somewhere. But anyway, so he took it. And then he was being very intense. Like, would you go on a date with me? And there was just something that I was feeling that was a bit off. And But I was still, the Irishness in me was like, no ignore it yeah. you know it's not you like you know you're not right like he, like he's fine he's grand like you're you know just go on the date like he's probably a lovely lad so um texted him kept saying no kept kind of not committing to it and then one night I was like okay I'm really not doing anything no other offers sure why not so ended up going to this really weird tapas restaurant and I think it was almost on purpose that he chose this weird place tiny tiny little plates and he ordered a few things he's like should we go somewhere else I'm, you know, I don't like this place. The food is terrible. And I was like, yeah, sure. And even in that place, he was like kissing me a lot. And I was like, can you not? Like, I'm not comfortable with this. Like, I don't know you very well. Like, let's talk. Like, I want to get to know you. And so he was like, sure. And he kind of did it a few more times. And I was like putting my hand up, like, you know, not like, please stop. And so then when we went to leave to go to this other place, and um, we went around the corner, I didn't know New York at all. It was the middle of winter. I moved here in January. And we went around the corner and we were in Soho and we went up the stairs. And I was like, where are we going? He was like, I just got to grab my jacket. And I was like, I'll wait down here. He was like, no, no, come up. I'll be two seconds. Yeah, I know. It sounds terrible. And I would never do this now. But I was like, you know, naive, dumb. And I was like, yeah, sure. No bother. Like, even though my gut was like, don't do it. I went upstairs and I sat on the corner. was like looking at the door. I didn't know New York. I didn't know where the hell I was. I was dirt poor. And I was like, fuck, like, what do I do? So I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm sure he's just going to grab his things. And there were like boxes all over his apartment. And I was like, he's probably, mo he's like, oh, I'm moving out and like whatever. And then he like came over to where I was on the couch and was like kissing me and I couldn't move my face. Like I couldn't move my body. And I was like, please get off me. Please stop doing that. And I think from that moment afterwards, I was like, I'm never, and I like managed to like, I was like, okay, I'm going goodbye. Like, please stop. He's like, I can call you a car. I was like, hell no, first of all, because I'm not going to give you my address. So I just left there. And then I went and asked some randomer. I was like, how do I get back down? I was living financial district at the time. How do I get back down there? But two things from that. One, obviously, like massive, like, you know, PD of like, you know, weight over the top. But like secondly, is like that thing of like checking your gut. And I think when you move abroad to cities where maybe people aren't as nice as Irish people, I'm sure it happens in Ireland as well, too. But like ignoring that thing, that voice in your head that's like, this is there's something not right about this situation. So yeah. that was when like PDA and like public turned into like nightmare. Something. Lucky yeah, escape. I was so lucky, so so lucky. And I just think about that guy. He's probably just ugh, yeah. the fact that you communicated as well. Like sneaky I'm not, guy. Yeah, yeah right. it's a lot like, of that. Those things can happen. That's so one thing easily. I've learned not just from this podcast, just chatting a lot of women lately. Yeah, a lot of sneaky yeah. guys. There's any women out there? Never trust the guy who like Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, whatever says like 
hey, why don't we just have a glass of wine on my roof? Ever. Mm. Don't ever go to their apartments. And yeah. don't invite them to your apartment either first. I know. Katie does that for tea. But, <laughs> but see, yeah. when I no. was doing it, I, do, I used to bring them back for tea. I actually stopped it now because I realized yeah. I was giving them the wrong impression. But, but I did the same thing. But I, I also was living with guys. So I always yeah, felt same. it's better to bring them home to mine. Yeah. And kind of... I had three lads I was living with and I would get them to come over to mine. Yeah. But then, do you know what the problem is? They know where you live. Yeah. You could be in the house by yourself. Your lad friends mightn't be there. Yeah. And I was like, these are absolute lunatic strangers that I don't even yes. know. You're and right. in Ireland, it's different. It's smaller. Like you said, you know, you know someone who knows someone who knows someone. It can still absolutely happen. You, It's still not the safest thing to do at all, like Ireland or anywhere else. Yeah. But especially if you're in a big city, yeah. like just, it was just so dumb. That's so true. And I was saying this to you the other night. I guess I had a really weird experience with a, an American man recently and I it would like we didn't have sex or whatever but his behavior was so a bit mental that I kind of thought that's one thing you miss about back home is a anybody I kiss is a friend of a friend yeah. or knows my dad or knows my parent they wouldn't treat me they'd be too embarrassed because yeah, yeah. they know where to get back mm. and you're right it's a little there's as I as I joke on my show in Ireland you're not worried about being murdered and now you're worried about finding out six weeks later you're related yeah that's brilliant <laughs> that's actually true it is me but this this oh, guy fuck. this guy acted one of those <laughs> we're cousins oh, yeah, right. <laughs> didn't realize it was one of them that's so funny <laughs> but um yeah like i'm funny katie you are you're my, you're my favorite comedian <laughs> so happy i get to open for him <laughs> so but, what were we saying um just like the i've noticed a bit of like crazy behavior where i kind of think oh god if i would you do that now if you knew that i could say that back to people like there's a there's such a there's no connections here mm, you know mm. there's just so many yeah yeah i don't know yeah the, you got to be careful there's more anonymity is liberating but also has its dangers Absolutely. yeah definitely but if there's I, any guys listening my first date tip but i'm <gasps> a non-drinker so mm. this is suits me mm. And I understand what you're saying about not letting guys know where you live and stuff like that. Mm. But if you can drive and pick them up, it is handy because obviously I don't think you should ever go back to somebody's apartment on the first date. I would never expect it and I never push it because I just think if that's going to happen in the future, you, you know, you, you have a way better chance of it being more successful if you don't do that in the first date. Just get to know each other, no expectations. However, it is always nice to have a kiss goodbye if the date has gone mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. It is like a nice way to punctuate a nice evening. So... If you drive, <laughs> then you'll always be dropping them off and you will always have just that moment in to the like car. Lean over. To like moment yeah. in the car to just Such like... Such a romantic. But then here are the complications. Okay. Do you... or do you, So if you're a guy and you're driving and you've pulled up outside their apartment... Do you honk? No, well, no. <laughs> that, 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 that's on the pickup. That's like a real like, don't, don't honk. The dad will get pissed off. But at the end <laughs> of the night, if you unbuckle your seatbelt then there's an assumption of i'm about to lean over yeah right but if How you don't do you unbuckle know? yes if you, do you don't know? unbuckle then she thinks oh he's not into it yeah. i'll give you a hint okay oh, if she makes physical contact with you throughout the night so if she's like yeah like rubbing your sorry guys oh that was lovely yeah, if she's rubbing my leg i know it's on <laughs> yeah. like there's some kind of or you can can't you sense that kind of tension in the car a little bit no you she's can like sense it but over. you know you can just people you know like it some people are tough to read or back and forth she might be finding you tough to read so she might right, be protecting yeah. herself 
And the leaning can be a little awkward in the car as well. It can be it awkward. Can. Oh. It can be awkward. And now you're like trying to move so over. So not to try to make this too like political or whatever. Has that changed for you now with the current movements and everything going on? Sorry to like bring no, it up and no, no, no. You're I, the same. I, I, well, yeah. Well, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. worry about those kind of things. Well, no, because it's not a pr- that that's not an issue. Like right. what I'm talking about is so not not in that realm. No, no, no. I know you're just talking about a kiss, but I know some of my f- male friends are are scared to. Make, make any kind of move that isn't initiated by the the girl because they're like, well, I don't want her to say um, which is uh, way over the I other. Think that's guys also trying to. Was my, that your my phone? dog is home. You want to meet oh. my puppy? Oh great, bring your puppy up. But uh, while Emma goes to get her puppy, uh, uh, just on that point, I do think sometimes guys exaggerate that a little bit. Like, oh no, I don't know what to do. Oh, you're still listening. Emma's listening, but she's not on the <laughs> mic. Uh, I, I, I think that can be a, a touch exaggerated. I mean, I, I understand that uh, in a situation where suddenly social norms shift so dramatically that people don't know where they stand. But on the flip side, I also think guys can be like, no, no, I don't know what to do. And it's like, well, it's yeah. really not that complicated, bro. Do you think that they're using it as an excuse now just because they're afraid of rejection? I, I think there's any number of factors from, from that, a fear of rejection, to, uh, you know, just in terms of like, gender conflict that it's very easy for them to be like well now it's gone too far you know i i, I think there's a, i think that's that's two two extremes of the, the spectrum of what this might be by the way, what time do you have to what time no, i'm good i just thought it's not the puppy She's okay not yeah but I, but but uh but anyway just uh, i i just think there's any number of reasons why guys might say that but just in terms of of this light-hearted scenario yeah of being in the car how would okay. you give the How would you give the sign that you? But it's up to the well, guy to move, right? I'm very. Oh uh, well, yeah. I'm. Yeah, yeah. I think I do. I do think it's up to the guy. I think I'm rare because I'm quite like forward with that stuff. Like yeah. I've, I've no problem kind of being like <laughs> leaning over. Yeah. And doing it, but I don't think a lot of women would be like. I think. Yeah, I think just go for it. Lean in, and then if she kind of pulls away, be like, "Oh, I was just gonna open the door for you." And oh, reach over. that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was just trying to help <laughs> Reach you. Reach over and open you. the door. Like a scene. No, so if you, you lean in it. and she pulls back, just go. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna open oh, the door yeah. for you. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I've never been in a scenario where I lean in and she pulls back other than if she pulls back to like make some sort of a joke and yeah. then, but then it, 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 no, no, but like I would wait, to, I just wouldn't do it if I felt like it was right, going to yeah. be a rejection. And then yeah. I've been in a situation where I haven't done it out of fear of like, just not, not couldn't get the signal. Yeah. And then, you know, in the, the, the postmortem texts, She'll be like, well, you know, you, you didn't kiss me or you didn't make a move. And I was like, well, I really didn't think you were into it. And she was right. like, well, I couldn't, you know. So you, obviously there can be miscommunication. So say yeah. he doesn't make a move on a date with you. What would you do in that situation? Would you kiss him or would you? Um, I'm very touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. So I have already touched his leg a bunch. So if he hasn't made the move for the kiss, I'll just kind of go, ah, he wasn't interested. You would never just give him a you never go kiss. in for the move? I'd go in for the move. Yeah, I probably would. I'd go in for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've done it a bunch, actually. I've gone in for most of the last kisses. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I genuinely think that the lad is not going to pull away. He'd probably just kiss you because sure, why not? Mm. Or, well, you get a feeling if he wasn't feeling it either. So I'd be very rare that thing. a guy would be on a date with you for a couple of hours, like for like the whole right. date. Yeah, yeah. And not kiss you, I think. Because it's just a kiss in the end, really, right? Yeah, but I've also had scenarios where uh, the girl will like get out of the car quick and, and leave. And then I'll be like, oh, she's not into it. And then... Like we'll stay together over text and like we'll end up hanging out loads, but just she mm. was like nervous. 
Yeah, right. it's you know, kind of like almost couldn't that deal with the. That first kiss is so nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Especially there's like a nerves of like, okay, it's you know, I'd rather yeah. just not deal with this right now. I'll just get out. Right. You know? No, that's true. Especially if you're like someone you really like and you might have known for a little bit. It's not like a hinge date or something or a Tinder right. date. Yeah, that could be. It a tells so much though. Do you think it tells a lot about the relationship, the first kiss? Like, because I think, I think kissing is a good sign of what intimacy will be like. Yeah, I agree. Do you think so? Too? Yeah, I base a lot off the kiss. Yeah. Yeah. same so then there's a lot of pressure on you yeah and especially if you've already been friends before that's a lot of pressure too oh i don't know if i've ever been on a date with someone who i've been friends with before i think that's the way to go from now on that's what that's I'm for marriage yeah that's like good for marriage i think for the future like i'm kind of done with the whole dating thing for a while but i think for the future i've kind of katie what Why the fuck are you doing, doing with a the fucking whole sex and dating podcast? i say this what every the hell week. are we going to talk about i say this every you've week. had like three actual boyfriends Des. and fucking six real dates Des, you know I have a dating addiction. So you do? You have a fucking great. dating addiction. I do. I go on hinge dates You're all the time. You're in New York City. So you should normal. have a, a single on, woman. I have a date exactly. on Sunday morning. I just like you to say I'm done with it. You should have a date for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I, I like You're in New York. I like to say I'm done with it because then I keep just da- having these lunatics and I keep being like, what's wrong with me? Like just keep be more discerning. Nothing. Just be more discerning, I've, Katie. I have a date have you Sunday morning. Have you been talking to them? Have you been doing the screening? I didn't call. Have you been I should call this guy. I told but you to do the screen. Sunday morning is so no, but weird. Sunday morning is great because it's a tenant. It's a good way. You can, you can cut out a lot of riffraff by calling. Yeah. Well, if I had to call that so. weird, bulgy guy, the heckler guy, I would have known from his voice. Exactly. Because when he walked in, I was sitting there with the four Irish girls and they only knew me from the podcast, but they literally went, as he walked in the door, they go, see a guy, you won't like him. Yeah. And it's because he was fucking loud walking in the door. But Sunday, Tenement Museum. What a great first date. Very, very good first date because mm-hmm. it's a, one of the best tourist attractions in New York. Oh, and he it? suggested it. Oh, and that it's way, really fantastic. He already has the tickets, which is great. He's texted me saying, hey, I have free tickets. Do you want to go to this? And I'd already deleted my hinge. I forgot giving out my number. And then he's uh, 11.30 Sunday. So it's perfect. Yeah. That way, great. if it's... If I'm going to... Yeah. I, 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 I live go there. <laughs> so I'm just going to accidentally... Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to quietly... Live live bonus podcast with Katie's here with We're going to be like, yeah, live on Facebook. And I haven't told him about podcast. I haven't told him uh, oh I had told him that I do comedy and then he was like oh would you like to go to a comedy show I know this great bar show and I text back saying no I'm really sorry but that would be like bringing you no but this is before but he was asking me to go as an audience member right I'm not going to any fucking show that I'm not on unless it's like famous people that I can learn from and all my friends would be there I'd be like introducing him to my whole comedy family before I even know them so no way and remember the last time you said as well about that lad it's like he wouldn't bring another date to you're kind of essentially place of work unless I already knew them yeah 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 yeah, that's the second time though yeah you should never bring I know I don't even like bringing like my long term girlfriends because I brought a boyfriend a boyfriend like an actual right you're not yourself and you can't it's just like that extra yeah. thing and you don't want to be a selfish prick by ignoring them but at the same time it's just like you're not you're yourself. In your yeah. And even if they're really not in any way shape or form needy on that particular evening on you're particular still evening. worried. <laughs> <laughs> no but you're, you're still you're worried and it's just feelings, because you're yeah. working and yeah. it's really stressful job and it, mm-hmm. it's difficult right. you know? oh, you're right yeah and i've had uh the first guy i was dating when i came over here he him and his friend came and his friend heckled me and he didn't do anything about it and then the second i was dating this 
uh, Northern Irish lad and he got really really drunk mm. and he heckled my friend I broke up with him that night and he heckled my friend and now I've had and that her friend is Protestant yeah. it was really fucking awkward it's <laughs> got really sectarian really quick are you serious no 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 I just like specified that he was going to I don't know why I felt the need to be like he was Northern Irish oh I loved his accent one time we were out and his accent was so strong and these people were looking at us and I was like oh he's not drunk it's just his accent do you know what I think is so great though do you know the way Dairy Girls has really taken off here mm-hmm. it's brilliant because I wasn't Love sure Dairy if Girls. it would because of the accents but it's so great that it's done so well it's so I funny s- I need subtitles with that sometimes do you? Yeah. with fucking yeah. Dairy uh, I did Dairy I the most recent one I put on subtitles because I didn't understand what uh, I hate missing out on any word because I, yeah. I love Dairy Girls I do as well I, I read the pilot best. and everything you what? I read the pilot like for inspiration if I would ever write oh, my right. own show but yeah, Louisa is a good buddy of mine, Louisa Harlan. She is plays she? one of the girls. Oh, yeah. Which one is she? The blonde haired girl? Well, no, I have to admit that. I don't want to watch it. But I did, it's, she's got kind of curly, brownish, reddish hair. Oh, she's the one. I love her. I couldn't understand her this time because her, her accent well, she's was from so fucking thick. Dublin. I know. She's, she's great. She's from Dundrum. She's great. But that's when I had to turn on subtitles because I didn't want to miss a word she was saying. She was, it was, there was one part where she was talking really fast and I was like, what is she saying? But yeah, she's great. Oh, no. Which one? There's two of them. I, I, black I, hair. I, I, I don't oh, know sorry. the name of the character. Sorry. I'm outing myself as never yeah. watched Derry Girls. I, I need to watch it. It's great. The yeah. first I've seen a few amazing. clips, like, you know. Second season. So it makes me miss fish and chips. Just saying. Fosh, <laughs> fosh and chops. Fosh and chops. Fosh oh, and chops. I love the Northern Irish accent as well. It's battery, so sexy. But it's not the same. And you know in the West Village? Salt and battery. Salt and battery. Oh, yeah. they do. Fa- they do fresh and chops. Yeah, they do fresh and chops. Sorry, but it's not the same. Oh, your accent's really good. See, when I do it, it doesn't sound like an, uh, my granny. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you fucking sound like a Norwegian. What the fucking chef? Chef from the Swedish chef in the fjords and stuff. Well, anyway, guys, we've talked for ages. We've talking twenty-eight minutes since we fucking since the batteries ran out. Thank you, Miss Ireland. Uncle, tell us before we go. Emma. Yeah. Thank you, Miss Hart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very uh, welcome. Um, no, bow. Before <laughs> you, I will. I will. Uh, before we go, uh, quickly, you're doing an amazing thing, o- thing over here. Oh, Thank I you. can get that word out. Um, <laughs> what are ting. you doing? Ting. It's a really delicious soda, Are you still working the in the box or no? No, no I no, not for thing. years Tell now. Tell me what you're so, doing. Um, I started a tech company um, about six months ago. And so we are a female streaming platform. And it's called Wild. Um, on Instagram, it's, I think, Wild TV. I hope. <laughs> we changed it, the, the, the handle. But, um, yeah, so we're basically doing um, a stamp. So it's like Rotten Tomatoes or Good Housekeeping. And we analyze content. And we look at the inclusion of women. We look at the portrayal of women. And then we look at diversity. And each movie, each TV show gets a rating. Um, and then we aggregate that content. Um, and we're like a female Netflix or like a Lifetime, but streaming. And the idea is so that we have more equity in Hollywood and there's women being hired all throughout the creative process, which is not currently the case. Right now, about 4% of directors are female, 96% are male, 13% of uh, writers are women. Um, and so it just means we're not getting it, making our way into like the cultural narrative and it's not really you know, reflective of society. Um, and then movements like the Me Too and Time's Up movement can happen because um, the, there's an imbalance in power. So we're trying to do something to kind of make it more equitable what's and it called again it's called wild like oscar wild w-i-l-d-e wild so it'll be launching at the end of this year um and yeah it's amazing stay tuned and what's your instagram it's mine mm-hmm. uh, emma b waldron and it's at wild tv as yeah. well right mm-hmm. i'll tag it anyway yeah we'll all tag thank it up you thank, you thank you so much thank you guys
Bye. Bye. Okay, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. That's the first time you've been here for the the, the pause of uh, three seconds and then talk about the end of the episode. I know. It's so exciting. It's literally <laughs> only been three seconds since we closed off our intro. <laughs> and now it's an hour later in oh, your lives, listeners. I've revealed behind the curtain. Yes. The secrets of podcasting. <laughs> an hour after uh, you guys, hopefully you've listened to the whole app. Thanks to Emma. Yeah. Thanks, Emma. And now I don't have to say, and thanks to Katie, because you're right here. Thank me. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> Thank you, Des. At Katie Boyle Comic, yes. which I always say. Um, I'm at Des Bishop. Yeah. Emma just gave out her her Instagram. And uh, yeah, listen, you want to plug your show? And since it's working, well, I guess you're always telling people, go to Instagram, see where you're going to be performing, right? Yeah. Do you know why I, I should be plugging the show that I've ran for years? If anybody, any Irish are living out in Queens, come to a story on Saturday, QED. It's every fourth saturday of the month but it's this saturday when i just never i never plugged that oh show. this saturday good i Maybe get we'll lazy get plugging my out. own show i've been running get all the Sunnyside irish come on Sunnyside irish go to qed in a story should and it's always colin terrell is out the guy we had on episode four or five he's always uh he's always he always does a spot on the show so great yeah uh also um well i'll be in vegas if anyone's in vegas the end of the third week of september then i'm in mohegan sun <gasps> oh up in the casino up in connecticut okay I'm also doing a fundraiser on Friday the 13th in Rory Dolan's. That's a proper Irish vibe. No, that's great. For the great. Kevin Bell Trust. That's Friday the 13th. That's actually going to be an outdoor gig. That's amazing. In the parking lot of, uh, in the car park. I did Rory Dolan's, Dolan's years ago when I first started comedy. Oh, really? It was so scary, yeah. It's good fun up there. It's always pretty rowdy. But anyway, I'll it be up fun. in Rory's uh, doing a show. Rory's a cabin man. And... Uh, Ooh. Other than that, I'm back on tour in Ireland. That's the most important thing. Back in Vicar Street. Saturday's kind of sold out. Sunday's tickets left. Looks like Katie might be on that show. We've just been discussing it today. I'm going to come back for it. So come out and support me. Uh, and uh, It's my I'm, birthday that week too. Oh my God. I have just turned 29. So I'll definitely need the support. Yeah. One, one more year in your 20s. I know. But everybody says I look 23. So I'm thinking of telling people from now on. I'm just going to change it on my passport. I'm just going to write. I'm 23 now. It's illegal. It's been 29 is fine Katie. How come you can change your name But you can't change your age If I look 23 I should just be able to say I'm 23 Then well, I can you, date 22 year olds <laughs> You can do whatever you like Katie <laughs> True uh, So uh, Yeah come check that out oh, that's so All the fun. dates are on Desbishop.net on my, on my tour dates page Anything else you want to plug Katie Before we go Since we're still together No Oh hey what? I should have done it at the beginning But we're chatting now Did you get a lot of feedback The last two weeks We had two kind of Yes. Intense episodes about It was great Great Keep going, coming with the feedback Because it makes us You know It's good, just good to hear And it makes us feel great Got a lot of feedback um, Especially from My mother episode And from Natalie's episode The follow up as well A lot of people relating to it Which is great A lot of advice as well Thank you Yes I feel A like lot was, of go to therapy I feel like it was a departure for you Departure for the podcast Perhaps almost a A maturing of the podcast yeah, As well as all of us. It was liberating for me because it's the first time I've ever publicly in years. I didn't even really speak to a lot of friends about or, you know, what went on. So that was great. And then to have Natalie come on and see, I feel Natalie's a me 10 years ago, you know, before I kind of figured out what was going on. So it was great to kind of have her on and be able to, oh, she was great for being so honest and open. And she got a, great, a lot of great feedback as oh, well. Oh, she did? Yeah. So she was really grateful for that. She said, I got a few messages. And so. now we're off to do a show. We're going to have Natalie on too. Yeah, we love Natalie. The podcast family. 
Yeah, I'm so happy. She's so happy that she's going to be on. One of these days I'm going to be accused of just hanging out with a load of young female comics. You're like, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it'll be like a lose-lose. You're like helping women and that's great. And then they'll be like, oh, you're hanging out with too much women. And I you're know, like, what you, can hey, you listen, do? What? You can't fucking win, No, kid. no, no. Won't be the first fucking time I've been fucking getting gypped for fucking helping people and fucking can't do anything well right. ha- that hasn't happened yet i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure people will be like i think it's great my in dad end, loves the fucking you ungrateful come at you and accuse you of fucking bullshit that's It'll just the way it is fine not unlike in fairness natalie said this because i put up a post and i was like all the uh, opportunities i've gotten have been by female bookers here which is great but then natalie came to me and she said actually all the opportunities she's gotten have been by male comics. Oh, really? That a few of the female comics who could have brought her on the road didn't and that the men looked after. And she was like, it's a funny because the attitude over here now is kind of anti... And I suppose when I thought about it, you're the one who's given me at all the senior comics. You're the one giving me opportunities. So when it comes to comics, like... Anyway, it's just an interesting. But I'm not I'm not giving you opportunities because you're a woman. I'm giving you opportunities because you're Irish. I know. Well, still, it's, it's still... Pure. <laughs> nationalistic nepotism but i mean like so there's good on both sides and bad on both sides of course which is well that was a bit of a sideway uh a segue a a A side sideway i am dyslexic but but that was a bit of a sideway like i was in i stepped to the side for a second well that's fine you know we i talked the podcast is over so this is just bonus well you know when i talked about on the podcast about having sex in abracadabra Abracadabra, yeah. Abracadabra. I didn't, Abracadabra. I didn't say about how an employee came in and uh, knocked on the door and was like, you need to leave. And yeah, but I think you've told away. that story on the podcast before. You've certainly told me. Oh, sorry, podcast listeners. I guess it's hard. I think you have. But I, 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 I mean, whether whether you've told on the podcast or not, you've definitely told me about the, the guy interrupting your, yeah. your moment. I hope you guys are all having wild sex. <laughs> well, I'm sure some people are having it in different spots. We haven't had much of a sexual episode lately anyway. So this one's this one's pretty sexual. It gets dirty. So that's it. It got dirty. Anyway, let's go. We're going to watch porn next week. Oh, yeah. That's a big ep next week. We're going to watch porn. Well, Katie's going to watch porn for the first time. I know. But what if I get all horny? It'd be weird. <laughs> well, don't f- fucking do what you got to do, Katie. I I'm don't like, have a... I, I, I use I, your My shower head is fixed oh. to the wall. Oh. Sorry, mate. Oh. <laughs> Get, I, use, bring, like, <laughs> I, ha- I haven't used the vibrator in ages because I just really like the shower and I was moved all my stuff into my room and I guess the vibrator fell on the floor and I keep my bedroom door open the whole time and I, I looked into the day and I saw that maybe for a long time it's been sitting at the corner of the door on the floor like anybody who's walked into our apartment would have just saw this little vibrator at the corner of my door <laughs> but I just never noticed you gotta get the Hitachi magic wand no, I'm getting the satisfier next. The satisfier. That's what Remy recommended. And so did Emma Waldron, actually. Actually, one of the things that we... Oh, sorry to share this, Emma. But one of the things we bonded on while we were drinking was she told me the womanizer is amazing. The womanizer? Which is the same as... You're hanging out with him. That's Des Bishop for you. I'm only kidding. That's actually like... That's like an inside joke of me and my friends. Not the womanizer bit, but that laugh. Oh, the laugh. That's kind of like a... like Hermogeny a old a, a, man. A group thing amongst our friends. <laughs> that I've gotten too comfortable now. I'm letting out all our... <laughs> anyway, we better go, Katie. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.